This is Stories from Lincoln Public Schools, episode 64 for the week of June 1st, 2020. Hello from Lincoln Public Schools, I'm Brian Fitzgerald. And I'm Jason Keyes. Welcome to Stories from Lincoln Public Schools, our podcast that gives you an inside look at the people, activities, and programs that make LPS the amazing place it is. This week, we'll hear an interview with Chris Hefner, our Director of Library Media Services. Chris and her team did an amazing job of pulling together online resources for families during remote learning at the end of the school year. She talks about what they did, how they did it, and what they're still doing this summer. But first, let's see what's making news on LPS.org. We reached out to teachers from across the district to get their thoughts on the end of the year and remote learning. They opened up about the many challenges they faced, but also about how well so many students and families responded and how hard it was not to see their students in person. We've also talked a lot about how so many people with NLPS adapted and found creative ways to carry on student traditions. This week we featured the Eagle Feather Ceremony for Native students. They couldn't hold the typical group ceremony but they still found a way to honor nearly 50 Native graduates. And if you missed our podcast interview with Lincoln High Principal Mark Larson last week, You also can now read a transcript of that conversation on our website. That was fantastic. So let's listen to that interview with Chris Hefner, the LPS Director of Library Media Services. Chris and her team, along with the librarians from across the district, created hundreds of online lessons and resources for students during remote learning. All right, so I'm here with Chris Hefner. Uh, She's the Director of our Library Media Services Department. Um, Hi, Chris. Hi, Jason. Great to be with you today. Great to see you, even if it is in Zoom. <laughs> oh, indeed. Um, so you and your department put so much work uh, into creating resources for students and families during uh, remote learning to finish up the school year. Talk a little bit, for people who don't know, um, talk a little bit about what you created and the process and um, just how you put that together in such a condensed period of time. It was amazing. Why, thanks. It, it was really an exciting project for my team. Um, we knew when we learned that we would be um, remote learning for the rest of the quarter that um, we knew that families would be feeling pretty overwhelmed by wanting to provide structure for their kids and also uh, really good learning in their child's day. And uh, we also recognized that um, there was a flood of resources that were filling all of our social media spaces and uh, the internet everywhere that, um, that were so overwhelming for parents. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it was, you know, a list on how to keep your kid reading and how to keep them you know, academically successful from home and do these 25 things and go to this place for, you know, it was, it was crazy overwhelming. And so uh, what library services wanted to provide for students and families was a, a really attractive and accessible resource that would uh, help them stay engaged in reading and writing and creating um, throughout this. And, and we wanted to do it in a way that was fun and motivating for students, but also didn't require superhuman parenting on the part of any adult in their lives. And so we created uh, our daily learning challenges. 
And um, originally it was a small group of us huddled around a, a table uh, trying to put together just one day's worth of fun ideas and interesting activities and things to read and um, prompts to write uh, that, that kids would find attractive. And we, we wanted to do it for all of the different grade levels as well. So we made a page for preschool students, one for kindergarten through second grade, and another for th third through fifth grade. And then we also made them for middle school and high school. And once we started putting these together, we, we realized that this was great work for librarians because we're born curators. So we wanted to do it in a way that was fun and motivating for students, but also didn't require superhuman parenting on the part of any adults in their lives. And so um, my team of, of librarians at the district office um, hatched this idea to create a daily learning um, challenge where we would, for uh, each different age level of student, we'd put together a page that would um, tie together uh, fun activities and things to read and things to do and things to make uh, and package it up in a way that was um, easy for students to use on their own and easy for parents to uh, help support. And it started with me and just a, a three of, of my librarian leaders sitting at a table. And um, we quickly realized that this was great, great work for librarians. Uh, we are born curators and we love to make the connection between interesting books and interesting ideas and ways to extend that learning and personalize it uh, to any any given kids' interests or or um, ideas, and so um, well, and that's so interesting too because um, of, I think of any you know more so than teachers even librarians you think of them tied to their library, right? I mean, that's their their happy place, right? That's their space. So it's interesting that they had another outlet that they could you know do their work. Absolutely, and it's ah, oh, it's the kind of work that. Uh, most of us or many of us entered the field uh, because it's that creating the magic around books and the magic around learning um, that isn't necessarily defined or tied to a specific curriculum. It's about reading and learning um, because you're interested and excited uh, about something. So um, so we, we called in all of the librarians from across the district to help us start putting pages together. Uh, our goal was to put out a new page every single day for uh, preschool, kindergarten through second grade and third through fifth grade. So that's a lot of, of stuff. And so um, our librarians rose to the challenge and they began churning out um, uh, these curated packages of, of fun ideas that were phenomenal uh, and and really made it possible. By the end of the school year, we had over 150 pages of wow. new content every day for students and families. That's amazing. What was some of the response like from families? They must have, they, they had to just really be appreciative of this. 
Yeah, we were we were excited by all of the um, photos and and um, comments that parents would send in. You know, I think for parents too, this was the kind of learning that they could um, feel good about in their home. That they they felt like they could uh, really facilitate easily and well at home, right, right. Uh, and not lose their kids to. Um, you know, to, to television or, or, or anything like, or gaming or anything. Mm -hmm. So, um, parents, uh, really picked up on it. We were getting, uh, between 2000 to 5,000 hits per day on our different sites. Um, wow. and, uh, we just got a great response from the community. Mm -hmm. The other piece of it was in addition to doing, um, these learning challenges, we were giving teachers the opportunities to uh, read to their students and to yeah. provide read-alouds. Those are great. And yeah, that was another piece that kids and, and parents um, would go every day to see what new stories were being read by the, um, the teachers and adults that they were personally connected to. Right. Uh, and right. it was a way for the, the teachers to feel connected to their families, too. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so one of your librarians, uh, Betsy Thomas, uh, received national attention in a big time way. She was interviewed on the Today Show. Um, she, she, and she did, she did just amazing, amazing stuff. She put so much time into that. What was that like for you? I mean, that must have been gratifying that one of your librarians, you know, did all this and was recognized. Absolutely. You know, by nature, school librarians are such creative beasts. And Betsy is a phenomenal example. She's a Cooser, right? She is at Cooser, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, And the passion that she put puts into um, getting her kids interested and excited about reading, you know, in hopes in 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 laying the foundation to make them lifelong readers. Um, Oh, it's just phenomenal. To watch the videos that she put together every single day was a hoot. Mm -hmm. um, and oh. we, we quickly figured out that it wasn't just Cougar families that, uh, that were following Betsy. Um, it was families from across the city who picked up on her energy and her excitement. And she would actually do two videos every single day. One that uh, was a teaser for the daily challenge. It was like <laughs> it was like a, a television advertisement, practically, with props and costumes and funny jokes and different scenes, and uh, they were hysterical. And then, um, so she would do that advertisement, and then she would also do a book read aloud that went along with the daily theme uh, as well. And uh, again, she she just went above and beyond, but really represents the passion and the excitement that um, all of our school librarians have in driving kids to reading. Mm -hmm. So it was it was super fun to see her recognized. Um, are there things you think you've learned maybe over the last three months during all this that when we do eventually transition back into a more you know traditional school setting that you could transfer that you could use? 
Well, I think we've all learned a ton from the last quarter and we will approach learning in general, I think in very, very different ways. Um, and we have all expanded our um, instructional toolboxes in, um, in ways that I think will change education uh, for a long, long time. Um, but I think one of the maybe important things that um, that I've taken away from the last quarter is that, you know, we can provide students with with Chromebooks and a whole host of digital resources, um, but those tools could be used so much more effectively if parents knew more about them too, uh, and if there was ever a time. Um, uh, that that we could drive parents to learn more uh, about the technology tools that we use um, to help their students learn. Now is that time. And I think uh, from the library services standpoint, um, I think that when we're back to a more normal school, um, we'll be able to use that that drive that parents have and that momentum from the experiences that they've had assisting their children with remote learning um, to, to provide more opportunities to teach them about the great resources that our libraries have and how they can use those resources to um, provide more opportunities for uh, independent and interest-driven learning at home. I think we've created maybe this whole new um, base of, of, I don't know, maybe fans of our libraries, uh, fans and followers of our libraries because they recognize um, the opportunities that we offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's summer now and it's safe to say that most families are still gonna be spending more uh, time at home than usual. Um, what sort of resources are there for families during the summer? Well, to go back to our daily learning challenges, yeah. we are still yeah. creating those throughout the summer. Oh, wow. Although we're, we're launching a new one every week rather okay. than every day. Mm -hmm. But we also know that most families didn't get an opportunity to do every one of them every day in that right. last quarter. I said we have like 150 pages. And so all of those will be available to families as well. And we still have teachers and librarians who are adding read alouds and, and um, we're putting together, I think, really fun content that can uh, help families keep their kids busy reading and learning over the summer. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, our libraries um, are, are, really open, even though our doors are closed, our digital libraries are available to families 24-7, um, 365 days a year. Mm. And so um, for the past many years, we've been putting together this ebook collection um, that I will tell you is phenomenal. Uh, it is the kind of, of stories and books that, that kids are dying to check out. It's the most popular titles and the most high interest topics uh, that we've got represented in our ebook library. And it is so easy for kids to um, 
and families to to check out books any time of the day, any day of the week. Uh, so they have an ac access to a great, big, beautiful, robust ebook library. And that's just uh, through uh, the LPS website, right? Uh, yeah, if you go to our uh, any one of our library media web pages, okay. there are connections to our ebook collections. Okay, they'll also if when they go to our library websites, see the um, uh, the databases that we offer. And some people kind of roll their eyes and go, "Ooh, God, that sounds incredibly academic and boring," <laughs> but our libraries provide really fun uh, databases for students at every reading level where they can dig into topics that uh, interest them, that are at their own um, tailored reading level, that are uh, written and, and built for children in these um, uh, safely curated environments. Uh, so it's not the same as um, being really interested in a topic and Googling it, oh my heavens, um, <laughs> yeah. our databases provide uh, kid-friendly uh, uh, resources written for students. And it's not just like an online encyclopedia. They're full of all kinds of interactive uh, pieces. There's... Um, you know, whole hosts of science fair projects to, to do and online games and um, ways to, um, you know, do arts and crafts activities, uh, all built within these databases. So uh, I think summer's the perfect time for, for teachers and, and families and students to be exploring um, the really fabulously fun resources that our libraries provide online. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, so kind of a timeless question. Why is it so important for kids to continue to read in the summer? Oh man, we hear every year over and over again about the, the summer slide mm -hmm. and how much learning um, children lose uh, in those months between school and uh, reading I have to say, I think it, it is probably the easiest way right. that uh, parents can support their children in the summer, whether it's reading to them, which is incredibly valuable at, at, at any age, um, or, you know, establishing routines and, and um, uh, opportunities for kids to, to read. Mm -hmm. um, they have access to books. Uh, if it's not in the home, they have access to our, our, our big ebook libraries. Um, and the simple act of, of investing in a story that ignites their imagination, that gets them excited about ideas and, and um, their own personal, personally motivated learning, um, that is one of the very best ways that we can help kids be successful when they're in school is to increase the amount of reading that they do outside of school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I know you're obviously an avid reader. Have you even had time to read in the last three months? Oh, you know, it is, <laughs> it is funny. Um, I was having visions when they first started talking about us uh, working from home mm -hmm. of like, leisurely 
in the mornings reading through my professional journals and reading coffee and then catching up on email and things. And that's ridiculous. I will tell you, that's been such a ridiculous fantasy. Right. Um, uh, the thing I have struggled with is I spend so much time um, in front of my computer every day yeah. that um, reading is hard for me in the evenings. Um, although I have read a couple really good things, but my saving grace is always the audiobooks. Oh, um, sure. I love audiobooks and I um, uh, obsessively listen to audiobooks when I'm in the car or when I'm doing housework yeah. or um, right. sitting, which I'm not sitting at any of my children's practices anymore right yeah. now. But right. in the past, when, yeah. when yeah. I was sitting at practices, I'd often be listening to ebooks and they are such a magical way to. Um, to experience great books. And, and luckily, uh, we have gobs of audiobooks available through our digital collections, too. Yeah, so I have done some print reading, though. I, uh, I was really excited about uh, a new book that just came out called The Children of Virtue and, Ve and Vengeance. Mm -hmm. um, but I had to, before I could read it, I had to go and reread the first book in the series that Children of Blood and Bone. And so I just finished that and, and um, I'm dying to jump into the sequel right now. What's the best audio book you've listened to? Oh, hands down, um, The Book Thief. Uh, oh. And I will, I will put that book out on the table any day of the week. It is the best audio book I have ever, ever, ever listened to. Um, it's written for uh, middle school and high school students uh, but it is appealing certainly to adult audiences too. Mm -hmm. um, it is uh, a World War II story, uh, which is one of my favorite um, historical periods to read about, but it's from the perspective of death. Um, death is the narrator. And um, the author weaves together this incredible story that, um, just leads me back to it again and again and again. It is so beautifully done. And his audio, uh, a lot of the book takes place in Germany. And um, the the um, narrator has this uh, German accent that then can actually pronounce the, the German words that are in the text too. Oh, perfect. Um, it's, perfect. It is phenomenal. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, well... Thanks, Chris. Thanks for talking a little bit. I'll I guess I'll let you go back to leisurely reading emails, right? And sipping yeah, on coffee. Yeah, and, yeah. Pretty funny. Huh? Yeah. huh. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot. Take care. Thanks, Jason. I uh I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about the great work our libraries are doing. And um I sure hope that uh any families out there that have questions about our resources or how to access our digital libraries, that they reach out to their school librarians because, okay. man, nothing makes us happier than connecting a, a family and a, and a kid with a great resource. Yeah. So Great. All right. Thanks. Thank you. You take care. Well, that was fun talk, uh, talking to Chris. It always is. And a uh, big shout out to her and her team for all they did to... Um, wrap up the school year and all that they're going to continue to do this summer.
And if you want to check that uh, material out, if you go to our front page at lps.org, uh, look for the Summer Remote Learning, and there's a great big huge link to Library Media Services and their uh, learning challenges. Uh, with that done, if there's anything you've heard today that you'd like to learn more about, there's links to everything on our podcast page at lps.org podcast. And if you'd like to subscribe and get notified each week when we put up a new episode, you can find us on your favorite podcast service. Links to all of those are also at lps.org podcast. And that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us right here at Stories from Lincoln Public Schools.